Yes, uh, it was a wonderful surprise, although uh, you are talking about an unemployment rate that is unacceptable, stabilizing. So it's really uh, nothing to write home about. Because uh, when we have reached a level of 46%, uh, what we are looking for is the uh, reduction. Uh, right now, if you look at the figures, uh, the number is stable uh, at, at mid 40s uh, percent. So that is something that is still unacceptable. But the fact that we have not hired more jobs with all of the challenges we have faced, I mean, the price of fuel, uh, the, 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 the load shedding going all the, all the way to stage five, and the overall uh, economic climate, uh, we still uh, accept the fact that numbers are stable, but we expect more uh, to be done to really reduce this unacceptable rate of unemployment. Mm. Uh, just looking at some of the sectors there, Mr. Pamla, uh, the biggest gains were recorded in community and social services at uh, 276,000, trade uh, 169,000, finance 128,000, and construction 104,000. Um, but uh, there were job losses recorded in the manufacturing sector. So 73,000 there, uh, the transport sector also losing 54,000 jobs. And, um, you know, just reflecting on that uh, is something that, of course, uh, we need to take into cognizance. So what do you make of that? And, of course, the sectors where uh, especially we seem to have lost jobs, the manufacturing and transport sectors, and what could have uh, impacted that? In fact, just starting with the biggest uh, job gains, uh, the community and social services, uh, of course, uh, we all know that the majority of those jobs uh, are temporary. Uh, they, they are either contract work or temporary jobs, uh, which is something that we still uh, uh, welcome, but uh, it is depressing because you know it's not sustainable uh, in the next uh, couple of quarters. Many of those people will be seated at home. Uh, the, 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 the one thing that is really scary is the sectors that have lost uh, uh, jobs that continue to high mortgage, which is manufacturing at 73,000 and transport at 54,000. Manufacturing is the backbone of any economy. Uh, if we are losing jobs at the rate we are, uh, it sends a very uh, a scary message uh, to us as an economy as a whole. But with the transport sector, uh, of course, there's nothing shocking about that. If you look at uh, the performance of Transnet, for example, uh, it, it, when it comes to transporting goods, uh, if you don't produce enough, then uh, you are going to uh, find your, 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 your transport system redundant. But also trans, Transnet uh, has not really uh, been in, in a stable condition. But what is scary is the other sectors in the transport sector. The aviation sector has literally imploded. Uh, you have seen more and more airlines shutting down, uh, sending workers at home. We have seen bus companies, uh, others shutting down, and some are being resuscitated. The problem is there's just not enough demand. When we have got fewer and fewer people are traveling because people are not uh, sitting at home unemployed, uh, but also if uh, many of the people just cannot afford to travel anymore, it means those companies are going to pay a huge price, which is why we have been saying that we need to do something to fix transnet and metro rail. Uh, to make sure that uh, they are stable and they are able to deliver on their mandates. Uh, but also we need uh, to make sure that the, uh, the, the number of the working poor in South Africa uh, is greatly reduced. It's still not acceptable to have people who wake up every day at who are to feed and clothe themselves and their families because uh, they are paid uh, uh, like that. Absolutely, Mr. Pamla. And then uh, just looking at... 
um, the manufacturing sector, as you say, very worrying uh, because we oughtn't be bleeding jobs in the manufacturing sector if one considers that we are quite a consumerist society. Yes, in fact, it's a very scary thing because if you remember under COVID-19, uh, I think the Department of Trade and Industry, in response to COVID-19, something, of course, that was understandable. They removed the restrictions from companies uh, when it comes to importing goods because the idea was if you shut down your economy, you still need the retail sector to be able to sell stuff. So if manufacturers are not producing, it means yeah, you have to untie uh, the private sector's hands and allow them to import some of these goods. We have not heard from the Department of Trade and Industry restating those uh, restrictions. It means that uh, the importers are turning the South African economy into a huge one uh, big warehouse of uh, Chinese uh, or Asian goods. Because you, you hear the, the number of uh, containers coming in, uh, it, it sends you a, a, a distressing message that uh, our manufacturers are, are, are fighting against the odds because everyone else is going abroad where they can get these goods cheaper and import into South Africa and sell them at exorbitant prices, uh, blaming inflation. So these are the things that we should be talking about, to say, is it acceptable for uh, the restrictions to be removed permanently? Uh, when we're responding to COVID-19, uh, now that we think we have at least survived that, we need to have a conversation about reinstating some of those restrictions to make sure that a certain percentage of goods is imported outside, but uh, local manufacturers are also given a fair chance uh, to compete by imposing those restrictions. And then two uh, very important but worrying indicators as we uh, wrap this conversation, Mr. Pamela. Um, the results continue to show youth remaining vulnerable in the labor market. Second quarter saw a total number of unemployed youth aged 15 to 34 increase by 2% or 92,000. Yeah, look, it's something that we've been raising and we continue to raise to say that uh, you cannot have uh, a social order when 70% uh, of your young people are seated at home and they watch their dreams pass them by and there is no hope. Something drastic needs to be done to reduce the number of young people unemployed. Uh, the last week I showed that uh, half a million of those who are seated at home uh, try to qualify for qualification. And if people uh, can go to school, do everything that they were told to do, and still uh, find themselves seated at home. We are also undermining uh, the idea and the concept of education. But uh, also we need to uh, look at what are the interventions that have been put in place when it comes to helping young people to start their own businesses, uh, be it startups in uh, various sectors, and uh, uh, what kind of interventions are we uh, putting forward to help rural and township youth in particular, uh, because those are some of the most vulnerable when it comes to unemployment. So, yes, uh, it's a big challenge, which is why on Wednesday uh, we will be raising the issue of the uh, implementation uh, of the policies that have been adopted, including uh, the economy of the construction and recovery plan. And then you have almost half of South Africa's women out of work. Yes, it's a scary situation. If you look at numbers, when it comes to the people who are on social welfare, women are a huge majority. And that is something that is not sustainable. The question of gender-based violence cannot be divorced from unemployment of women.
because it means many of these women are actually uh, dependent on, on those who, who earn uh, income in their uh, various households. So if we are going to win the fight against gender-based violence, we need to empower women and not have women dependent on men, especially when it comes to household income. Absolutely. Uh, Cesar Pamela, thanks so much for your time there. Uh, Kosatu spokesperson speaking to us about uh, the uh, second quarter unemployment uh, stats.